I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the history of the Stars and Stripes. So grab your old glory. And let's get civical. Um, welcome to Arden's birthday party and secondary uh, Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart. And I'm Arden Wolentowski, and it's my birthday. It's literally I'm her birthday 28. right now. 28. <laughs> That's not 28. true. <laughs> I am 32. I just turned 32. 
Are you 32? No. No. <laughs> what if I can make I was... you believe it? That's well, great. I guess I'm like, well, I know, because I know, I know we're in the 30s. Yes, we're in the 30s. Yeah. So you said 32 and you said it so convincingly and I was like, oh my God, is she really only been two years older than me this whole time? <laughs> well, because the first lie was so egregious that the second right. lie was like not as bad. It was really two truths and a lie and it's two right. lies and a truth. You don't have to say how old you are, but <laughs> I am very happy you were born X amount of years ago. <laughs> it is my 38th birthday. Um, yeah, no, I'm 38. Mm. Yeah. I love even numbers. I even say this all the time. Yeah. I love even numbers. Yeah. I always feel good when I'm turning an even number with the exception of 25, but that felt like different. Oh, that one felt weird. I did not like turning 25. I didn't like 25. No. I didn't mind 25, but 26, 27, 28, 29. And let me tell you, 30 has been a little bit rough so far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> give it time. Give it time. You've only had like what? 10 days. <laughs> Yeah, but Arden, it's been a big it'll 10 get, days. It'll get better. It'll get it's better. It's been a big 10 days. Yeah. Uh, it will get better. Um, but happy birthday to you. Thank you. We're recording you. on your literal birthday. On my literal Almost. birthday. I woke up less than an hour ago, as I'm sure you did too. I'm going to say I woke up a calendar 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Great. Conservatively. <laughs> Yes, when, I, when you asked me when I wanted to record, and I was like, mm, early the next two mornings, I was like, uh oh! Thank God she does love me because she is I not do. an early riser. <laughs> I do, I do, I do, I do. I get up, I get it done. I get you up, do. I get it done. You do, especially on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, but today we're doing something really light and loosey goosey, light and fluffy. Light, no light murders, and fluffy. no abductions, no, no disappearances, no mm-hmm. shipwrecks. No assassination. I'm surprised you didn't go I for know. another shipwreck on I your know. birthday, but it's too much. It's too much because you you're you're focused on other things, and you need something that's not because because when we when we do shipwrecks, it's a lot of in, it's a lot of notes, it's a lot mm-hmm. of investigation. Yeah, and you have other things to do in your thirty um, second year of life. So. <laughs> I have I have six more years to live in the next. You have six more. Yeah, you're. It's over in six years. So good luck. Um, so we're doing, honestly, what feels like a PBS Kids episode. I know. Uh, on the history of the stars and stripes. It also feels the appropriate flag. for my birthday because it's Labor Day. It weekend, is Labor Day. So it is Labor Day weekend. You know. I do know. And you're also drinking the mug that I gave you. I am. Oh. And and you know what? So what? To, forget if this was for my birthday. Arden gives the best gifts. Arden <laughs> gives the best gifts. And I don't remember if this mug was for my birthday last year for Christmas or just because. Because those are. I think that you, was just you, a because. Because you just went to mm-hmm. his house, right? So you took a trip to Thomas Jefferson's house. And she came back and she gave me a Thomas Jefferson mug with his literal face, his mug <laughs> on a mug and the pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. written on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we started recording, before we pressed record, I texted first Arden accidentally. Um, that was great. Then my actual target, which was my fiance, Kyle, will you bring me a cup of coffee? And he just instinctually oh my brought it God. in the mug, in your yes. mug. Yes. You didn't even have to mug. tell him that? No. I was like, will you just oh. bring me a cup of coffee? 
I mean, you saw the text. I texted you. I, I saw the text. <laughs> what I did was I copy and pasted it I have, back to him. Oh my gosh, what so, a fiance you have! I know. Look, finger on the pulse. That one. Oh He's like, what God. is what does Lizzie need this morning? She needs the the Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. mug. Yes, yes. So, all right. All that to say, we're doing an episode on the history of the Stars and Stripes, the flag. The flag. The flag. The flag. Mm-hmm. I have a fun anecdote that I'll save for later in the episode. Yes. I love that. Um, I know. Look, I love teasing up top because... I love you to do it when you do that because you, like, I never know when it's going to come up in the episode. Right. And I never know how big the anecdote is. Like, it totally. Could be, it could be, I once found a flag in a weird place. Totally. Or it could be, I, I, am... I shut down the Alamo. Right. Right. Like there could be, it is right. a wide range of things that could. Happen. I would say, I would say, in the spectrum of things, it's not as crazy as when I shut down the Alamo. But I think it's fun. I think right. it's funny. I think it's fun and oh, funny. Wow. It's a lighthearted anecdote that is relevant because sometimes they're not always relevant. Like the Creed one. Okay, funny. That was told in confidence <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> on, on air, air in confidence in confidence <laughs> that was told to you one of my closest friends and <laughs> thousands of our dearest listeners <laughs> and you throw it in my face at every turn i just i love it so, do you know why i love that so much because why? it is something i would do it For sounds sure. very much like a me thing it is not a, a lizzie thing and right. so that i think is why it endears me it is so endearing to me totally no because i'm like oh, um, there's a little bit of me and her there's a little bit of an art in all yeah. of us and i want that to be the takeaway of this episode is that <laughs> look inside if you do something or say something then it's a little bit off that is art and wallentowski at work of, and it probably means you're a little bit gullible but you know what that's okay sometimes that's okay it's okay sometimes. i i love being a you saw, i mean you saw me be gullible when i thought you were 32 years old <laughs> I, I was gullible just this very episode <laughs> i saw your face go I guess that's Wait, possible. hold the phone. What? I was like, hold on. I just well, it, turned 30. What right? you saw was my whole world crashing down um, in front of you, mm-hmm. trying to trying to reckon with you potentially being only two years older than me. Yeah. No, this it's makes right. much more sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get this birthday episode on yes. the road. Stop. But before we do, oh, my God. The, these sources are the only I sources I would ever want around me on my birthday. I know. I was like, I think I like searched out the National Park Service because I was like, I need to have something. I need it's them. my birthday. And yeah. of course. And of course. And of course well, they of course. did. Yeah. So we're looking at notes from the National Park Service, PBS, Love. and of course, Love. history.com. Love. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you so our much. Favorite, our, our top three favorite sources so good all right so let's let's roll back the hands of time and imagine it's 1777 september 3rd your birthday your birthday do the math 200 years ago (laughs) the american flag 
on September 3rd, 1777, was flown in battle for the first time during a Revolutionary War skirmish at Cooch's Bridge in Delaware. Love the name Cooch. It's great. I read that. It was one of the, like, the, it was the icing to my birthday cake about this episode. Cooch's Bridge. Because you can't say Cooch without being Southern. Cooch. Mm -hmm. Cooch. Cooch. Mm -hmm. It forces the mouth to be Southern. It does. Cooch. Patriot General William Maxwell ordered the Stars and Stripes banner raised as a detachment of his infantry and cavalry met an advanced guard of British and Hessian troops. So he's like, raise it up, boys. We're going in. We're going in. The rebels were defeated and forced to retreat to General George Washington's main force near Brandywine Creek in Pennsylvania. So that's 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 first number that's her that's her opening mm-hmm. act. Yeah. That's her first show. Yeah. Is Cooch's Bridge. We have a skirmish. We lose. Oops. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. And they're like, let's retreat, go back to GW mm-hmm. and reset. Reset. Hit the button. That's lights up on Stars and Stripes, September mm-hmm. 3rd. Three months before that, on June 14th. The Continental Congress adopted a resolution stating that, quote, the flag of the United States be 13 alternate stripes, red and white, end quote, and that the, quote, union be 13 stars, white in a blue field, representing a new constellation. They're so, they're so, they're so poetic. They're so poetic. Mm -hmm. I'm like, come on. You guys are so corny. So corny. They're like, this country is a new constellation (laughs) for all to set their sights on in the sky. I just imagine like, like one of the Johns (laughs) being like, look at the stars, boys. What do you see? Do you want to know what I see? I see us. You dot S dot. Oh my God. For sure. For sure somebody did that. For sure somebody said that exact line. And the other John's like, John? I love what I love what you're putting down. I love what you're I'm putting picking down. Picking up what you're putting down uh-huh. right now. Yep. This is a very, very silly thing that they like they put the, they put pen to paper for this. Yep. And that shows, that that says everything you need to know. know. Yeah, yeah. They wrote this down. The national flag, which became known as the Stars and Stripes, was based on the Grand Union flag, which was a banner carried by the Continental Army in 1776 that also consisted of 13 red and white stripes. According to legend... Philadelphia seamstress Betsy Ross designed the new canton for the Stars and Stripes, which consisted of a circle of 13 stars in a blue background at the request of General George Washington. And this is kind of a fun fact. Historians have been unable to conclusively prove or disprove this legend. Yeah. I really always thought it was like we sign, knew this. sign sealed delivered. Right, I did too. I was like, oh, I did not know that this was in um 
in, this was up in, for debate. In question? This was yeah, in yeah, question. Yeah. I did not know this. I thought we were just all like, yep, Betsy Ross. Great. Yep. Betsy Ross for sure. Bet, yeah. It's now time for my fun anecdote because oh, it great. is surrounding Betsy Ross. Amazing. Um, You're a descendant of Betsy Ross. I, can you imagine? I am the last loving descendant <laughs> of Betsy Ross. No, I am not a descendant of Betsy Ross. Can you absolutely believe that? I should be, though. You should be. It really does mm-hmm. pan out. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But no, a couple of, oh God, maybe a year or two ago, Kyle and I decided to do just like a day trip to Philly because it's like a two. It's a bar. A two and a half hour drive. Yeah. From the city. And so we get there and we're just trying, we're just kind of like, we didn't have a a plan. You know, we just basically got to the center of Philadelphia and Mm -hmm. we're like, what's around here? And we're just like beep bopping into places. And one of the places that you can visit in Philly is Betsy Ross's house. And boy, oh boy, when I saw that sign, I was like, honey, get the car. Or we're going, going to Betsy Roth's mm-hmm. house. She didn't invite us, but we're dropping in. But we're dropping in. Mm-hmm. So we go to, we we swing up to Betsy Ross's house. And the first, once you like buy your ticket and you like enter the house, there's like a sign that set that basically lets you know that there is a reenactor of Betsy Ross inside. What? And to be, be nice to her. And don't harass the actors. And it made us laugh so hard because you you have to imagine mm. the the abuse that the an actor playing Betsy Ross has had to face from the heathens of Philadelphia. Oh my god. Coming in. Because truly, like you would go through the house and in like the main living room, sort of making a flag, is this woman portraying Betsy Ross. And she was just like, it was only Kyle and I in there with her. And she was like, Do you have any questions for me? And we're like, No. <laughs> oh, poor thing. No. Are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need a stiff drink? Yeah, um, it was, it was, I mean, it was, fu- it was fun. It was great. I think, you know, I'm sure kids love it, but um, it did make us sort of laugh out loud. Oh, yeah. The fact that they had to put up a sign to be like, don't harass Betsy. Go ahead. Don't harass Betsy. I mean, in her own home, in her own home. I think the solution is why do you have somebody sitting there knitting? I think we can do away. <laughs> With, I mean, I we don't can wanna... really do away, right? Because it's not a big. Ha- I mean, all right. of these places are so small because this was 1770. Huh? It's like right. It's not like you go to George they're, Washington they're and George Washington's walking around. Like, yeah, it's like you go to his house and it's a man with fake wooden teeth walking around. Ha 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 ha! Yeah, yeah, that's so weird. I think the solution is don't cut Betsy. It. Cut Betsy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's Not that I want to put the poor woman around. out of a job. Wait, how old was the woman playing Betsy? Mm, she must have been in her late 30s, early 40s. Like, it wasn't like a young Betsy. Okay. It was like a woman. Okay. But also not um, like an elderly woman. No, no, no. It was not okay. an elderly woman. No, okay. no, 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 no. She was... Not like a grandma. Was, like my no. age, you would say. She she could have been around your age. Okay. okay. She could have been 28 years old. Oh. Yeah. so yeah if you are in the philadelphia area i do recommend the betsy ross house it was fun 
and to be nice to Betsy and come with questions because we were just, I think we were just caught off guard because we're the only people there. And I'm not great with reenactors because like I want, I I want them to be able to do their job, but I also get like, it's like crowd work. Like I don't want to get called on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get called on. I also get so embarrassed because I would be embarrassed doing that. Though clearly they are not. Right. Because well, they're I mean, doing I think, it. I think that just that bleeds into like, it's why when I do or when I've done stand up, I don't do crowd work because it's yeah. just not, it's not something I enjoy giving or receiving. Right. But yes. there are people who do and who are actually amazing at it. Right. And I'm just like, you know, I'm okay mm-hmm. that I'm not one of those people. Yeah. I'm yeah, okay yeah. that I'm not a crowd person. I like Agreed. to know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. It's always been my bag. Yeah. It's always been my bag. Yeah. I agree. So anyways, fun anecdote up top. Up top. Uh, Drop up top. top. All right. Go see the Betsy Ross house. Go see the Betsy Ross house. Come with questions for Betsy. Yeah. So let's talk about developing the flag over time. Let's. Because we didn't stay 13 colonies forever. We sure didn't. Mm-mm. We sure did sure not. Sure did not. And you know sure. what? Betsy didn't doesn't live forever. No. She did not. When two new states were admitted to the Union, Kentucky and Vermont, a resolution was adopted in January of 1794, expanding the flag to 15 stars and 15 stripes. This flag was the official flag of the country from 1795 to 1818 and was prominent in many historic events. It was also the flag that inspired Francis Scott Key to write the Star-Spangled Banner. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you should absolutely go back and listen to our episode on the song, Star Spangled Banner. He wrote that during the bombardment of Fort McHenry. It was the ensign of American forces in the Battle of Lake Erie in September of 1813. And it was flown by General Jackson in New Orleans in January of 1815. So this flag that had 15 stars and 15 stripes was like a prominent flag. Yeah, she had for a she had many notable appearances. Many also, notable we appearances. have an we have an episode on the Battle of New Orleans. We do that is also very fun. Yes, yeah. We really. This is how we, I was like. How do we? I know we've touched on the flags, mm-hmm. and this is how. This is how because we talk about them in all of the different in these battles that they arrive in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, however. Realizing that the flag would become unwieldy with a stripe for each new state, Captain Samuel C. Reed, USN, suggested to Congress that the stripes remain 13 for the 13 original colonies in number and that a star be added to the blue field for each new state coming into the Union. Genius. Genius, this man. It literally, it does take a Navy man yeah. to think this, uh, what's it called? To, to problem solve in this mm-hmm. way. He's he's literally looking up at it being like, no, this isn't going to work. No. What are we going to do? This isn't going to work. What are we going to do? What if we're a hundred states? This flag, you're not going to be able to see the stripes right. or it's going to be a flipping long It's going to look dumb. It's going to look dumb. We're going to look it's like gonna assholes. Look dumb. Only a military man Mm-mm. would see mm-hmm. the, that this is not going to look clean no. and precise. Right. We're going to look And it's like, stupid. guys, hear me out. Keep hear me 13, out. add your little stars. Uh-huh. And that's it. That's that. Cut the stripes. Cut changing the stripes. Hell yeah, Samuel. Yeah, he was smart. Mm-hmm. 
So then, accordingly, on April 4th, 1818, President Monroe accepted a bill requiring that the flag of the United States have a union of 20 stars, because that's how many states we had at the time, Mm -hmm. white on a blue field, and that upon admission of each new state into the union, one star be added to the union of the flag on the 4th of July, following its date of admission. Great. It's like, honestly, so good. Great. So clear. So So easy. Figured all all the steps, mm-hmm. and then and then we never had to to address this again. It was no. like cool. Every anytime there's a state, we add a star mm-hmm. on the next Fourth of July. Yeah, sign sealed delivered, and like James what Monroe. A, James Monroe also loved that like this guy, this Captain Samuel C. Reed, just like went to Congress and was like, let "Hey me boys, solve, let me solve a problem for you that you yeah. don't know yet, that you don't yet know that you have." Yeah. A. So I was just in battle, right? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but notice that the flag looked a little messy. And I just thought I'd let you guys know that I think you should keep it 13 mm-hmm. stripes. Yeah. Because it just, looks nicer. It just looks nicer. I'm just I'm just warning yeah. you. Like, we've only got two right now. And I just foresee a problem down the road. And Congress was like, yeah, that does oh, sound sure. like a problem. Because yeah, sure. yeah, we do plan on accepting all these other states. So right, right, right. Heard, read, We're heard. not done manifesting this destiny. Yeah, so yeah this could yeah, get cool. problematic. Cool. And then Monroe was like, yeah, absolutely. Let me sign that yeah. bill. And then and then they did this whole thing. And the fact that they, like, on the 4th of July, they add the star. Like, yeah. they heard. They knew. They knew how to write the story. They, they wrote the story. How to write the story for maximum yes. emotional effect. So yeah, good. I feel like they so seldom know how to mm-hmm. write the story. They so seldom know how to write the story, but this one they got right. Yeah. In 1818. Shout mm-hmm. out. Shout we out. Rarely, we rarely um celebrate pieces of legislation that passed during this time. Yes. And, I think, and this you know was a good what? one. This Kudos. one they did right. Kudos. I also can't get over. White on a blue field. I think it's the silliest. I know. White on a blue Just say field. a white star with a blue background. A yeah. blue field? A, a blue, blue field? field? A blue field makes it like gives me like um like Beatles vibes, like strawberry fields or sure. like white on a field? blue field forever. Yeah. yeah, it just like they're whatever the you know, they're like acid trip movies, like I just mm-hmm. That's what I see in my head when I was reading that out loud. Totally. So they changed the, so they passed this law. They changed the, the makeup of the flag. Love it. The 13 alternating red and white stripes would, would remain unchanged. On June 14th, 1877, the first flag day observance was held on the hundredth anniversary of the adoption of the stars and stripes. As instructed by Congress, the U.S. flag was flown from all public buildings across the country. And the years after the first flag day, several states continued to observe the anniversary. And in 1949, Congress officially designated June 14th as Flag Day, a national day of observance. Flag Day. Flag Day. Flag Day. Flag Day. Flag Day. Um, Not a federal holiday. And what a shame. What a shame. I personally would think I would love that day off. So I think we should take totally. that day off and celebrate the flag. Totally. Let's wave it around. Totally. Go off. Go off. But as um, 
all things American, there are rules. Mm -hmm. There are rules to obey when displaying the old stars and stripes. So let's talk about them. You may have heard of some of them. Let's dig in. So the flag is usually displayed from sunrise to sunset. It should be raised briskly and lowered ceremoniously. In inclement weather, it should not be flown. I have another fun um, anecdote. So when I was in the fifth grade, I was chosen, (laughs) selected, if you will, to be on, like, let's call it the flag committee. I knew you were going to say those words. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, I knew you uh-huh. were going to say those words. Sort you grew of up like, in the South. I did grow up in the South. I did grow up in the South, a sign of what was to come. And so at the, like, the end of the day, like, the last 15 minutes of my day, I was able to leave class, go meet in the front office. It was, like, me and maybe two other students And our job was to go and lower the flag and, like, fold it up and and put it away. (laughs) I I, I mean, you know, you're talking to a celebrity here. Oh, my God. What? How old are you? I have a lot of accolades under my belt. Oh, my God. Please tell me you put that on your NYU essay. Like, I really, I really should have. Yeah. I wish I could remember what the position was called. But, yeah. Oh my god! I was I was a Probably distinguished like student, number student. Three. like you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Student committee so, member number three. I've handled a flag a oh time or two Lord. in my day. Mm. So that's rule number one. Is well, kind of the rules around how it should be put up. The flag should be displayed daily and on all holidays, weather permitting. Mm-hmm. On or near the main administration buildings of all public institutions. It also should be displayed in or near every polling place on election days and in or near every schoolhouse. <laughs> Hello. Uh-huh. During school days. Uh-huh. It has to be flown. That's why they had to have you put it, take it. That's why they had to have you take it down. Yeah. Yeah. When displayed flat against a wall or a window or in a vertical orientation, the union field of stars should be up, should be uppermost and to the left of the observer. So if you're staring at it, you should see the stars in the left-hand corner. Yeah. When the flag is raised or lowered as part of a ceremony and as it passes by in parade or review, everyone, except those in uniform, should face the flag with the right hand over the heart. Oh, say can you see? Yes. The U.S. flag should never be dipped towards any person or object. Nor should the flag ever touch anything beneath it. Yeah. The thing I remember growing up is like the flag can't touch the ground. It can't yes. touch the ground. It can't, it can't touch, touch the, ground. the ground. No. Yeah. So then you those have to burn are the rules. And, or you have to burn it? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. That's you have what to I burn think. it if it touches the ground? I think so. I think you're supposed to burn it. I thought it. it was like a whole crime to burn a flag. But I think I think unless it's desecrated. Look it up and let's find out. Let's find out if this is an Arden fact or a real fact. <laughs> uh-huh. Because literally I was just cleaning. Oh, hold on. Hold on. American mm-hmm. Legion. 
Okay, according to the American Legion, does the flag yeah. have to be destroyed if it touches the ground? Care should be exercised in the handling of the flag to protect it from becoming soiled or damaged. However, you are totally. not required to destroy the flag if it touches the ground. Okay, I grew up thinking... So it's a myth. It's a myth. I grew up thinking you were supposed to... Mm. Oh, okay, and also starspangledflags.com says, no, you do not have to burn or retire the American flag if it touches the ground. Okay. But I do I do feel like that's something they would tell us as kids to be right. like, don't let it touch the ground or we have to burn it. And you're like, oh right. my God. Well, also, the, I don't this came that. from like adults. Like, I think this is the thing like that people in my family said, like, you have to burn it. Like, sure. as, like it's not as like a, you know, fuck you to America. Almost the, like, Mm-mm. very much the opposite. Like, out of a sign of respect for the flag. Like, totally. it's desecrated. Yeah. So and now, now we, And now we have to give it the ceremonious. Right. Because what's, I mean, it, that's like a Viking being shipped off with a flaming arrow yes, shot exactly. at it. Like, like it's being sent, it's being sent away. Yeah. 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 To the undying lands of the American flag cemetery. Yes. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Well, now that we're on fun facts, do you want to bring us home with a final fun fact? Oh my gosh. Yes, I would love to. So fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts. So... Uh, the other name for the American flag came from uh, a time during the Civil War. Name The name is Old Glory. Hell yeah. Um, hell basically, yeah. Hell yeah. The Old, old Glory, uh, she acquired the name because at one point there was a big, big flag. Big, big. Big, big, big flag. Big, big, big flag. Big, big flag. And her, she got the big, big flag was named Old Glory. So the name Old Glory was given to a large 10 by 17 foot flag. Big flag. By its owner, William Driver, who was a sea captain from Massachusetts, <laughs> inspiring the common nickname for all American flags, Driver's flag is said to have survived multiple attempts to deface it during the Civil War. Sure. Driver was able to fly the flag over the Tennessee State House once the war ended. That's a huge flag to put over it's a state house. It's a big house. flag. That's, like, that's a huge... Could, uh, could you well, even, How does a roof handle that? Have, you, have you been? I hate. I hate to pull this card, but have you been to Texas? We got some big flags. That's true. But sometimes it's like big Texas flags. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen some big flags, but in what is this? Eighteen. Yeah, this is civil Tamanisha, war. The, the type of big flag that you see today, because you know it was made by hand. Yeah. That's like it's really cool. impressive. Right. That's like real, real. That This isn't like nylon. That's cloth. That's cloth. That's like six Betsy Rosses making yeah, this flag. That's a lot of material. It's a lot of material. So Driver was able to fly the flag over the Tennessee State House once the Civil War was ended. The flag is primarily an artifact at the National Museum of American History and was last displayed in Tennessee by permission of the Smithsonian at an exhibit in 2006 awesome shout out to william to sea captain william driver yeah who i bet was a crusty man Mm -hmm. a crusty patriot i'm seeing that he doesn't have all his legs you know what i mean probably not a lot of teeth probably not a lot of teeth Probably a little gout, but he's got a big ass American flag called Old Glory. It's all glory. glory over here. It's all glory. Bring on all glory. And those Confederate soldiers ain't gonna know what hit them when they say all glory. Oh glory. Bring out all glory. Oh glory. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Shout out. 
Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Well, that is the end of Arden's birthday episode on the history of the Stars and Stripes. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Thank my you. My old glory. Uh. <laughs> You're the old glory to me. Oh, my God. Let's take the old out of that one. You're the glory to me. The glory to you. <laughs> praise be. Praise be. Praise be. <laughs> And to our sweet, sweet listeners, if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate, a review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.